it's your favorite host, Miranda Zonka. Um, welcome back to the Almost Grown Podcast. Yep, new week, slightly new name. Now, if there is one creature that was not designed to spend eight months locked in a house with only their immediate family, it's the human teenager. On top of that, the responsibility we have to stay home now isn't about studying or cleaning our rooms anymore, it's about saving lives. Teens worldwide are faced with the decision between sacrificing almost a whole year of their social lives or possibly infecting and killing their families with a deadly virus. Yeah, this week I'm here to talk with three of America's youth and see how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected them and what their views on it are. My first interview is with Diego, who told me he heard about COVID pretty early on. I mean, I'm always following the news, so... I'd say probably a couple weeks after it first started. I mean, anytime there's big news about some mysterious disease or something mysterious in another country, I mean, the first thing you're going to think is, oh, that's kind of weird or, I don't know. It's just confusing, you know? And then so, like, you're hearing about this, like, pneumonia in China. Like, oh, it's just probably something small. They'll get over it soon. Maybe, you know reaction of something, an outbreak of something, you know. I never thought it would get this bad. And it was the last day of school. I remember, like, there was no one there, like, no one at school. Like, I remember a couple, like, a couple days before, this girl was wearing a mask and gloves to class, and this kid's like, y'all, look at this girl, it's so weird. And then look at this all now. <laughs> but I remember it was the last day of school, and they're like, there's no one in classes or anything and it was my last class and only one of my friends was in that period and I made a joke like if I don't see you till next year bye and like I was joking I thought we were going to be back in two weeks or maybe just like a month or two from when that started and I haven't seen him in school since yeah that joke aged a little too well um I asked Diego if he's noticed anything about himself or people he didn't realize pre-pandemic I would say as for myself, I've become a lot more cynical about when this will be over or how people will handle themselves. I think I've learned that uh, I'm not good at just being like alone, doing nothing all the time. Like I always need something to do or someone to talk to. <laughs> but I think as a whole, people are just getting really restless i think that's why we're seeing cases go up people are getting really restless and as soon as they see cases go down they're like okay it's fine we can do this again do that again and then now we're like 10 times worse than we were six months ago i would say people just need to take it more seriously that's about it i also asked how he thinks we'll remember the COVID era um i think it's gonna be like when you go on like a tour of some place like some city you've never been to or you go to a museum like oh this like they're like oh these are old whatever from the spanish flu it's gonna be like that like oh this was a picture of people like six feet apart at a park or something like that and um another chance i have like i think this is gonna be like our big one of our big things you know like our parents or maybe like older siblings have like 9-11 stuff like that our grandparents we have Pearl Harbor I think this might be one of our bigger things that we're like oh remember when that happened you know yeah but instead of like mass Islamophobia or racism we're just gonna be really socially awkward germaphobes and uh, like honestly I'll take it that's way better but it's still it's weird um speaking of Diego explained how the lockdown has affected his social life yeah the few times I have hung out with people 
we're like you know we're very responsible about it i'm really like i'm nothing like any of the people i've seen like going to parties it's just like really concerning i've gone out maybe like, i probably count on one hand how many times i've been out with people and that's how it should be but what should the government be doing right now i think like it's very important for the government to take play like take a stance because a lot of people will make it seem like it's tyrannical but like you've seen a lot of other countries there's countries with 10 times less of a population than ours who've gotten under control there's bigger countries who've gotten under control and we still haven't and it's because the government actually took it seriously and i think i think the trump administration really i think a lot of people downplayed that first like they're always like oh nancy pelosi said this uh dr fauci said that like that was in march stances changed and they're definitely more serious about it now but the trump administration still isn't like trump had rally a rally before he got covid and then a white house party got covid and had a rally after that so i don't think he's handled it well yeah if a 17 year old is following the cdc social distancing guidelines better than you you should re-examine your uh, actions mr president um after that i asked diego what his biggest concern about the virus has been uh someone really close to me would get sick And then finally, just to remind ourselves that this will be over one day, because it will, um, I asked Diego what he wants to do once it's safe to be around people again. Uh, I want to see all my friends. Like, we were, were like, in, like, December, like, a year ago, pretty much. We were like, oh, it's going to be the best summer ever. We're going to have so much fun. And, like, we only saw each other, like, once. So I definitely want to hang out with all my friends. So, like most teenagers, Diego is thinking about how much he misses his friends. Um, And speaking of friends, we miss my second interview is with Leah, and she's had a a very personal experience with the coronavirus. Um, She started by telling me how she heard about it and what she thought would happen. Okay, so I had only really heard about it first in the U.S. Um, I actually heard about it from my lacrosse team. Because, like, I wasn't really paying attention to the news and everything. And then I just hear my coach and girls on my team going, hey, so are we going to have practice? Are we going to have school because of COVID? And um, I am a competitive Irish dancer. And so we shut down right around St. Patrick's Day. And so the weekend before, like, I had shows and everything. I was dancing at bars. Um, I couldn't dance at the nursing homes because they were closed because of COVID. And so I went from a bar show over to my friend's house to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, Patty's Day was kind of a miss this year. But um, after that, I asked if she would tell me a little bit more about the uncomfortably close call her family went through. Um, So my mother got COVID. She had been kind of ill for a while and needed abdominal surgery. She had gone to the hospital one day and then came back home. It was all fine. The next day, she went to the hospital to get another blood transfusion, and she had tested positive for COVID. The first day she went to the hospital, they didn't test her. And because she was already sick and ill when she had contracted COVID, she was already a lot weaker and it was a lot harder for her body to fight that. And just to let everybody know, thank God, um, Leah's mom made a full recovery. She's doing okay now. But after hearing all this, I wanted to know what Leah's personal views on COVID were and specifically what role she thinks the government plays in managing a pandemic. 
I think it's something that is very real, but I feel like the media kind of overhypes it and that like it's really not as scary or such of a deadly thing that we think. I mean, yeah, it does kill people and yeah, that's horrible, but there's a lot of people who also get better. I mean, the same thing happens with the flu. I mean, people get it, people pass away from it. I just think we need to learn and learn how to live with something like this because I don't think it's going away soon. I definitely think the government has a very important role in this. They do need to help mandate everything. I mean, I believe personally that people should be out there wearing masks. People should be sanitizing and washing their hands. But bad thing is, like, people are coming back and saying, this is my right, I don't have to wear it, and they... Like, they do have a point. I mean, it's a part of, like, reality, I guess. I don't, I think the government should be sharing all the information and the correct information that they receive to us. Like, I mean, you can see in some media, they skew the graphs and all that. They don't show the people who have recovered. And I think that's what we need to hear. And because I've definitely noticed some differences in myself and the world around me, I asked Leah what she noticed, as well as how she thinks this might affect our generation in the long term. Um, I think in myself, like, and in the whole world, everyone's become a lot more, I mean, there's no better way to put this, but sad. Um, we're all locked at home stuck with ourselves in our own minds. I mean, I know for myself that my mind has been running circles since March, thinking about the worst things, thinking about the best things, all that. And like, I've also noticed my, like some of my friends and stuff that people have become a lot more like on their tippy toes, scared about everything. I don't know. People have changed, that's for sure. I've noticed, like, even with myself, like, I've always been a very sociable person. I can meet a new person, no problem. But, like, because I haven't been out meeting new people, when there is someone I don't know as well as others I do know, my, like, social anxiety just skyrockets, and it's horrible. And I've always thought, like, hey, like, I'll be fine by myself. Like, I can spend a day alone in my house, and I'll be fine. I don't have to talk to anyone just watch tv and all that but like I really noticed like once it hits like five o'clock five six o'clock I'm like fuck I need to talk to someone like I mean I think this whole year in general it's been a lot of shit that's gone down you see because of COVID and because of the lockdown suicide rates have risen I think our generation specifically is it's going to affect us for years and it's probably going to affect us our whole life. Um, You think about the little kids where talking and working with their peers is extremely important. They're going to have developmental issues. I mean, it's a horrible and harsh thing to realize, but it's really bad to say, I guess it's a part of it. I don't want to sound self-centered, but I'm worried that the rest of my life's going to be like this. And I really don't want that because it's not a life I want to live. And then the burning question, I asked how she thinks she's done in terms of following social distancing guidelines. (laughs) I think I've done okay. I mean, I've been lucky to keep my social, my social circle pretty small. I mean, it's been small, but having it small is very, 
good in this type of situation because I'm allowed to see those people who I want to. And I don't introduce myself to new people. Um, I stay with those who I've been around and they stay around me. I mean, if there's people, I mean, when my mother had gotten ill because of COVID, I, I stayed at home. I did my quarantine. I got tested right at the beginning and at the end. Um, I did what I needed to. And if there was a reason for me to feel worried about it, I would. I mean, I've been okay. <laughs> I definitely could have done better, but I've been okay. And then finally, uh, what does she want to do once we're good to socialize again? Oh my god, I'm gonna get a big ass party. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> or Lollapalooza, Lala baby Miranda. 2021. So yeah, me and Leah will be at Lala this summer if all goes to plan and if I get over my paralyzing fear of being in close proximity to more than like two other people, uh, catch me there. Uh, my last interview was with my lovely cousin Natalie, who's in her freshman year of college and has actually contracted the virus like a dumbass. Um, she also started by telling me how she remembers first hearing the news and what she initially thought about it. Well, I think that I kind of first heard about COVID um, back in December-ish when there was those first few cases in Wuhan. Um, and then especially once it started coming over, I think Washington maybe was uh, one of the first places in the U.S. And at the time I was um, interning in the emergency room. So it was kind of a and we got all the cases from the airport. So it was kind of a very important subject kind of to talk about and know about because we could have received a case and we kind of thought we did, did even at one point. So COVID, I would say, was very prevalent at the beginning um, or known to me at the beginning. Um, and honestly, I thought it wasn't going to be a huge deal. I thought that the cases were going to be pretty isolated, um, that we found. Um, yeah, I never could have expected anything like what we're going through today. We kind of had just like a normal week. I was in lacrosse at that point. Um, we kind of like had heard murmurs about possible closings. We had heard about like sports getting shut down at certain schools. So at least for us in um, like IHSA, I think our sports got canceled pretty early. Mm -hmm. um, so in protests or whatever you want to call it, I don't know what it was. It kind of ridiculous at our school, all the athletes wore their uniforms on our last day of school on um, March 13th. And we all wore our uniforms to school and kind of just being like, don't cancel our sports. We love our sports. Why are you still holding school if our sports are canceled? Um, little did we know that six period to be announced that our school was in fact canceled. Wow. Who knew we got so much information from our lacrosse teams? Um, anyway, I asked her to summarize her opinion on COVID and how her college age peers see it. Um, well, I'd say my general attitude, at least, um, I guess, prior to college was that for me, it wouldn't be the worst thing to get it, um, but I wanted to be very careful just because of my parents and my siblings. Um, I think that's a lot of people were more about taking the altruistic route of I don't care about myself, but it's for others. Um, but once I got to college, it was a little bit different considering I wasn't worrying so much about other people um, other than the citizens of New Orleans, basically, like the general community, um, which is primarily BIPOC. Um, so we wanted to be more, a little bit more careful, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, we were 
we got less careful, I would say, which is kind of irresponsible, but it's kind of, I think, the general trend of colleges. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And how's that working out for you guys? I mean, do you know anybody who somehow, you know, might have gotten it? Oh, man, do I know anyone? I think out of my friend group from home, like 15 out of 20 of us have had it. Um, I think in my current friend group at Tulane, uh, my roommate, one of my suite mates, like at least five of my close, close friends, um, actually more than that, probably at least, I, I know at least 30 people at Tulane who have had it. And that's out of the I think we're at like a 1,100 cases of uh, the student body this entire semester. Um, something around there, yeah. Um, but then I personally also, well, have COVID and kind of, kind of at the tail end, I guess. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, well, what's it been like? What are the symptoms like for the 18 to 21-year-olds that caught COVID? Um, for us, I... I Honestly, the symptoms haven't been too bad. A lot of the, not a lot, but a couple of people I know were asymptomatic. Um, I'd say the biggest impact it had on was like people's work ethic because some people got like the fatigue or just like being in quarantine is hard to do a lot of work. Um, all of us kind of like, none of us really had a high fever. I didn't have a fever at all. A couple of my friends had like a very low fever here and there. A couple of us had like a, a slight cough, like every here or there. Like runny nose was a, a common thing between all of us. Um, for me and my sweet mate, um, lost our smell and I lost my taste. But yeah, pretty mild symptoms overall. It was just really the work ethic of people went went way down when they were in quarantine. Okay, okay. Well, the symptoms don't seem that bad, but as my mom never fails to bring up during a conversation like this, we're actually seeing a lot of young COVID-19 patients that survived the virus only to deal with some pretty nasty long-term conditions as a result. Here's what Nadia had to say about that. Yeah, so I actually was really worried um, because my mom would send me all these articles about like, this or tell me about her college friend's friend's daughter who she's 20 and has a stutter and short-term memory loss so that was really nice to hear right before I caught COVID um I've heard it causes blood clots I've heard can cause um permanent loss or taste of taste or smell um so yeah we definitely talked about it um, also uh personality change I heard that that could have happened just the long-term effects that we could possibly have. And that was probably one of the things that I'd say worried me the most, which is why while I was in quarantine, I tried to like push my lungs really hard. Like I'd walk throughout the entire building. Um, And then um, for me personally, on Friday, I had an allergic reaction that sent me to the ER. And then this has never happened before with an allergic reaction is I went into an anaphylactic reaction in the emergency room. Um, where I just got like a rash over my entire body that's kind of similar to the COVID rash that people are seeing COVID patients. Um, So I was I'm kind of still worried that possibly the anaphylactic reaction like reacted with the COVID well or in a way that could um, have long-term effects that I wouldn't have had. So I guess we're still waiting to see about that but my taste and smell did start coming back today so I so I'm hoping it gradually comes back to its full glory. Okay. All right, the interrogation's over, um, and now I just wanted to know what Natalie was kind of learning about herself and others through this time. I mean, during quarantine, like, a couple months ago when everything first shut down, I'd say, like, I was working um, at the time, so I'd, I'd say that I kind of 
found that I was okay being independent, that I didn't really need to like be going out every weekend. It wasn't that big of a deal for me to just be working. And But then, uh, I mean, I've been quarantined for the last 10 days um, by myself in a hotel room. Um, and I think I found out that I really do enjoy dancing by myself. Um, and I really have found a new love for exercising um, just because like it gets you active. Also that like, if I put my mind to something without distractions, I can really work at it and work hard. Uh, I studied for like 12 hours straight yesterday because what what else would I do, I guess? Um, I think also the just the general uncomfiness of being like close to people, like multiple people. Just I don't think anyone's really keen on um, the hugging and kissing anymore that used to be um, big. Dude, she's so right. I honestly do not feel as comfortable kissing my mailman anymore. But as my wise older cousin, she also told me about what she thought the importance of government enforcement of public health guidelines were. So I think personally, it should be on the government to manage the pandemic because no citizen is going to take it upon themselves to enforce it on other citizens that you have to wear a mask. You have to be careful. It should be the government saying, do this or you're going to be arrested, fined, whatever, because it's a matter of public safety. It's a matter of public health. Like, this is the same reason we don't have people walking around with assault rifles. We're not, we're trying to regulate um, the safety of everyone. Like, and people aren't going to uniformly do that especially we see the people who don't believe COVID exists. Uh, I saw an article today saying a nurse said that on people's deathbeds, people who had COVID were saying, I don't think COVID's real. I don't have COVID. It's absolutely ridiculous. And so the government needs to take charge, needs to put in mandates for masks, needs to, um, I mean, I saw in Indiana, there's no mask mandate. People were walking around without masks. You can't trust the people. Oh my god, she's right again. You definitely cannot trust the people, as we've seen time and time again. But I did ask her if she thinks there's anything that could make a difference in how people act and maybe help COVID truthers um, like understand the reality and danger of the situation that we're in. I feel like if people, more people saw the effects um, like firsthand of what COVID can do, um, they would be more empathetic and checking in with people, but also making sure that people are doing their part. Um, like, especially with like first responders, if people pay more attention to what, like the reading the news about like what the first responders are having to go through right now, they would maybe believe in COVID. I don't, I don't know what would help them. I mean, I, I fight with this, but like empathy is something that you have to like kind of be born with. It's not only something you can learn. And I think that just people lack empathy at this point. Yeah, I think we could definitely all be a little bit more empathetic right now. Um, She then went on to tell me that her greatest concern or anxiety is that um, nothing's going to or not that it's not going to be the same as before, but that um, I think that just like my fear of like I saw what life was like before and I don't know how it will be after. And it's not like necessarily like I wanted to go back to what it was because there's so much that needed to be fixed in this country that our, this whole pandemic has kind of like opened our eyes to, I think. Um, but like, like you talked about Lala, like 
will that ever happen again? Will concerts like that ever happen again? Because I feel like so many people are uncomfortable right now just being crowds of that size. And I think about like, will my siblings get to grow up the way that I grew up, like getting to experience concerts like that, like especially my little sister who hasn't really been through that kind of thing yet. Like could something catastrophic happen? I don't know. I think that my biggest fear is just like what normal is going to be like after we get a vaccine or do what something to stop the mass spread. Okay, but if this isn't the end of the world as we know it, she told me that after the pandemic is over. I think the first thing that I want to do is um, go to Miami and go clubbing with my sweet mate. Um, Because she just keeps talking about all these clubs that they have in Miami and crazy Spanish music playing and everyone's just dancing. And I just want to go and experience that. Okay, so I know where I'm going after Lala this summer. Um, And yeah, after talking to those three teenagers, um, it's apparent that we've all been experiencing COVID in pretty different ways. But also, like, there are a lot of overlapping views on different aspects of it. um, And it's interesting to kind of see that. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about my personal experience, Um, even though you didn't ask for it. um, I mean, okay, well, first of all, hot take. Um, (laughs) It's been terrible. And obviously for a lot of people and for a lot of different reasons, it's just been so hard to do the bare minimum right now. Um, And I, I had a really long period of time where it just felt like you know, I had no purpose. I, I didn't really know who I was. But with that said, I don't know. I think I've become a lot more open to this kind of introspection that I spent a lot of time running from. And I think a lot of people my age do this, where we're all kind of afraid of being alone with our thoughts. But yeah, like Leah said, nowadays, we just, we spend so much of our time being alone. Um, you kind of become so much more aware of your thoughts and the way that you think about things and the way that you act on different impulses and feelings. Um, and for me, that's that's honestly been a really valuable experience. Um, I think for every day that I felt absolutely miserable, super depressed, super stressed out or anxious, um, it's kind of taught me something about myself. And I mean, this experience, I think we're all going to come out of it so changed. And it's interesting because it's kind of like a dream. It's like everybody had the experience, but nobody went through it in the same way. And it it's isolating in a way. And it's also kind of unifying because we we all went through something difficult um but we all dealt with it in a different way and acted differently and so if anything um maybe try and use this time to learn more about yourself and just uh learn what makes you tick and learn what you're interested in and try new things that you don't think you're interested in because you might be i know i definitely would not have been doing this podcast if i didn't have so much goddamn time on my hands but i love it i mean it's it's really cool to me um and i i hope you like it too (laughs) Um, so yeah, yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, subscribe if you like the podcast that much. Follow me on whatever platform you're using. That would be super cool of you. Um, special thank you to Diego, Leah, and Natalie. You guys are awesome. Thank you for talking to me. Um, yeah, I mean, please just take care of yourself and, and be nice to the people around you and hang in there. Um, I mean, everyone, come on, just stay safe.
like for real like if you have it if you know someone who's had have it there's a chance you'd have it please just stay the fuck home oh my gosh i mean yeah i know personally it's hard and you also need to realize it's not your fault it's not your fault so don't blame it on yourself you caught it you caught it the best thing you can do is work towards getting better and become more aware um that's the best thing you can do just be nice to everyone especially people you live with because they gotta see you 24 7 don't get covid (laughs) don't know the long-term effects and we don't know and it affects everyone so differently like everyone who i know who's had it has had a different like experience with it and it's like not fun (laughs) speaking from personal experience (laughs) 